and welcome to the Adult Bedwetting Podcast, episode number three. I'm your host, Adult Enuretic. The subject of this episode is going to be dating with bedwetting and diapers. This is again inspired by the weekly topics series that we had going for all of those weeks. But this week, instead of just summarizing the topic, I'm also going to pull some stories out of the weekly topic from that week, as well as some other posts from other weeks about the same subject. So, dating while bedwetting or dating while wearing diapers is a complicated topic. It's a bit of a balancing act. It really depends on how fast the relationship is moving. It's not something that you are generally going to want to mention on the first date. It's not something that you're going to wait too long to reveal because it's going to be a much bigger deal at the time that you reveal it if you do wait a long time. Having said that, some people have very slow-moving relationships. We had posters that had relationships that took many months or even years to reach a point where they needed to tell the other person. There were some people who we had who had relationships that were traditional courtships. People who started dating at a relatively young age and came from very religious families. Those courtships may have started when they were teenagers, and it was years before they got to the point where they were ever going to spend the night together. It was years before the point where they were doing any sort of um, intimate activities. That being the case, it may not have been appropriate for them to share those sorts of details with their would-be partner until much later, and in those stories they often didn't, and it probably worked out for the best. In other cases, people have relationships that move much more quickly. Relationships where you're going to be intimate on the traditional third date. There are sometimes relationships where people are going to be moving so quickly that it's going to be almost immediate. In these cases, the reveal has to come much more quickly. Eventually the moment of truth comes around and the big question is how do you tell the other person? Is it best to tell them in person? Is it better to tell them through text message? Through the voicemail? How do you go about doing it? Most members of the group seem to agree that it's better to do it in person. It's scarier, but it usually comes off as more truthful and more honest. And one of the big things about telling the other person that seems to work to your advantage is to project confidence. And you seem more confident telling the other person if you're face-to-face. If you're telling them through a text message or hiding behind a screen of some sort, hiding yourself as you're telling them, you don't project very much confidence. The more confident you are when you tell the other person, the less of a big deal it's going to seem like. On that same note, you want to sort of downplay the significance of it. You don't want to act like it's a really big deal. You don't want to tell the other person in a way that makes it sound like a drug addiction or like you're telling them that you have cancer. If you make it sound like a really big deal, they're going to treat it like it's a really big deal. You want to make it sound like it's not such a problem, and they won't treat it like it's such a problem. If you have a specific story behind why you wet the bed or why you have incontinence, now is also a good time to use that to your advantage. For example, if you were in a car accident 
and it compressed your spine or you were born with a congenital birth defect or something of that nature, this is going to give you an edge, sort of an upper hand. People are going to be more understanding of something like that than a general I don't know. That's not to say that the I don't know still isn't all right, but if you have an explanation, this is a good time to lay the explanation out for a potential partner. Whether or not you have an explanation ready, be prepared to answer questions. The other person probably won't have a lot of questions, but they may have some. Many times people are going to be curious whether or not you've seen a doctor, what treatments you've tried, things of that nature, what you do in the event of an accident, if you're caught short, with bedwetters, whether what you do to protect the bed. That's especially important to people if you're going to be staying the night at their place. Just staying calm and answering briefly is usually enough to give the other person what they need to know so that they're satisfied and they'll move on. Just remember that when you start the conversation, you hold the power in the conversation. What you don't want to do is have to be forced into a conversation after there's an incident. You've been accident, you're discovered, you wet somebody else's bed. Those are not the right time to have the conversation. That's when you're forced into it unprepared. For this episode, I thought that it might be nice to explore some people's stories of dating and being a bedwetter or dating while incontinent. I thought I might start with my own story. When I first met my wife, my bedwetting was at a pretty low frequency. It wasn't at the lowest frequency that it had ever been at, but it was low. I was wetting the bed probably every few months, and often not a complete bladder emptying, but a small enough amount that it was easy to cover up. In that respect, I was pretty lucky. Uh, we didn't really have a traditional courtship. It was very brief. I didn't have much relationship experience. We started sleeping together, spending the night together pretty frequently after only a few weeks. After the first few nights, I warned her that I sometimes had accidents. Usually small, not very frequent, but it could happen. I also decided that it would be a good time to buy her a waterproof mattress cover similar to the one that I had, just in case. She had a few questions. I answered them. At this point, I don't even remember what she asked. For about six months, that was it. It was fine. The only accidents I had were small enough to go unnoticed. I washed the sheets when she was out. Eventually, I did have a pretty ser serious incident, though. One of the first bad ones was actually at a hotel. We were at a work conference. We were sharing a room. I'd had a presentation the previous day. It was near the end of the conference. I'd been up the previous night, pretty much all night long, finishing my presentation. After my presentation, it was the last day of the conference, and they were having an uh, event on the pool deck. We spent that evening on the pool deck, and I was alternating drinks with alcohol and cups of water to keep from getting too dehydrated. That evening, we turned in relatively early. We didn't stay out too late. 
I passed out on the bed, woke up completely soaked, just in a puddle. It was a king bed, so I was actually pretty isolated on the side of the bed that I was on. She wasn't wet, but I didn't know what to do. I just laid there silently for hours. I was too embarrassed to say anything. At about 6.30, I got up, jumped in the shower, took my wet towel, threw it over the wet spot in the bed, and let it sit there as cover. I stuffed my boxer shorts into the trash can liner and hid them in the bottom of my bag. I left a good tip for housekeeping, and we checked out that day. I never told anybody, and it actually stayed a secret for almost 10 years until we stayed at that same hotel again many years later and I brought up to my wife that the last time we stayed there I had actually wet the bed there. At that point we had a very different story. I was wetting the bed on a regular basis and I was back in diapers so it felt like something that I could admit to because it wasn't a surprise anymore. There were times after that that I had accidents that were bad enough that I had to get towels to cover the wetness. The first time that I had an accident bad enough that I had to wake her up it was because I had gotten the corner of her body pillow wet. I had to wake her up, shook her awake, and I got a reaction that I didn't expect. She rolled over and almost hissed at me, what did you do? I felt totally gutted. She got up, she went to the bathroom, I stripped the bed. Got a new mattress cover. She crawled back into bed before I got everything set back up. I just felt terrible. The funny thing is that in the morning she remembered none of it. It turned out that she wasn't really awake at all. It was just her reaction in the moment while she was still asleep. And she never reacted like that ever again couldn't really account for why that happened or what was the issue in the moment. She wasn't even sure that that reaction was to what had happened because she wasn't even sure that she remembered that it had happened at all. After that, I had other accidents, other times that I'd gotten her wet. She never reacted in the same way again, so I can't really account for what happened there. Another user commented on the original weekly topic thread of, of this subject telling their story. They had to say this. When I met my fiance, I waited a long time to tell her. We were friends at first for a few months, then dated for 18 months before we moved in together. All this time, I was wetting the bed regularly, but it would fluctuate, sometimes nightly, sometimes just two to three times a week, Sometimes I would have stretches of dry streaks. We stayed over quite a few times at each other's places. She lived about 45 minutes away, so she would often offer for me to stay after our date nights or on weekends. Initially, I would make tons of excuses. I was fine to drive home. I had family activities the next day, etc. Eventually, I started to stay over, and again, I would use tons of excuses to leave early. I would always avoid drinking liquids when we were together, those nights if I thought I would stay over. I would stay up later than her and use the bathroom constantly. They would have alarms set for the break of dawn to wake up. She often gets up a few times, still does the pee, 
anywhere from one to four times a night. I would always get up as well and pee. I was so paranoid that I would, that I often wouldn't sleep and would just stay on my phone to Reddit or something. Ironically, she would say I should sleep over so that I wouldn't have to drive home tired. That's exactly what I would have to do the next morning. Often I would have a spare change of clothes right there next to me. If I rolled over into my side, I would stuff a t-shirt between my legs or in my pants to help catch any potential accident. I avoided having any accidents at her place by taking the extreme precautions. I would get home and be so exhausted that I would need to sleep and would end up soaking the bed at home every time after. We moved in together the start of last summer, and I continued the same practice of dehydrating myself and getting little to no sleep. I had been trying to figure out how to tell her, but eventually I came clean about it, and it was such a weight lifted off of my shoulders. I played this, we played this game where we ask each other questions. It can be anything hypothetical about interests, dreams, fears, etc. I had been trying to think of how I would bring it up, and finally I did. She reacted so amazingly well to it that I couldn't have scripted a better response. Not that I'm surprised. After all, I'm marrying her. She thought I was joking at first, and when I repeated it, she was just so calm and understanding. It was as if, it was as if I had said that my favorite food was pizza. We took it in stride and didn't flinch at all. She's been so understanding and supportive, saying how it, it wasn't something that defines me or that changes how she looks at me at all. She said that if being a bedwetter made me into the person that I am now, then that's great because she loves that person. She suggested that, after a little talking, that I try to use some protection so that I could sleep better. I was hesitant, and she kept saying how I would sleep and feel better and not have to worry. Plus, it would save any stress about wetting the sheets or her, and that she herself would feel better knowing that I was at peace with it and getting proper sleep. So since that time, I've been using protection almost exactly a year now, and things between us have never been better. So here we see an example of somebody who decided to wait quite a while to tell their significant other. It wasn't a big deal at all. This type of story seems to come up time and time again on the subreddit. The next comments I'd like to read come from a different post. It was entitled, Any Bedwetting Dating Sites? Now the responses to this were all generally no, none that we know of. But a lot of people started telling their stories again about dating and bedwetting or dating and incontinence. So these responses are also in line with what we were talking about here on this episode. These are all shorter, but I think they speak for themselves. My current fiance knows and my late wife knew told them when I started getting serious. Neither of them had a problem. Both were okay, but had different levels of comfort around it. My wife preferred I kept them covered with boxes or PJs. My current fiance doesn't care. I often sleep in only a diaper these days because it's more comfortable and she doesn't care. She still snuggles up to me, hugs me, doesn't make a huge point of not touching me if she's giving me a massage or something. Different women are okay with different things. I wouldn't have gotten engaged or married to either of them if they weren't accepting. It was a bigger deal than me telling them than it was for them hearing it. I wanted to stop on that last sentence for a moment. Repeat it. 
it was a bigger deal to me telling them than it was for them hearing it. I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with. The idea of telling a significant other looms larger in our minds than the act actually is. It's not that big a deal for most mature adults to hear that their partner has a flaw. Most people have some sort of medical issue. Be it something big, be it something small. We don't pick our partners based on whether or not they have a medical issue. You know, the laws of attraction don't generally revolve around that. For us, it's a scary thing to have to admit. For a partner, it's just another minor aspect of who we are. So when it comes time to make the big reveal, remember that it's not such a big reveal after all. The next anecdote comes from somebody who had mixed outcomes. They also are incontinent 24-7. This is a little bit different than the other stories that we've heard so far. I have severe bladder issues due to an infection I got about a year ago. Due to the infection, I lost all bladder control and now wear 24-7. My ex-boyfriend found out and laughed and told me that if I wanted to stay with him, I was never allowed to wear diapers. We ended up breaking up. My current boyfriend, however, is amazing with it. I warned him prior to dating him, and he said that he had no problem with it as it was out of my control. I tried to avoid wearing around him, but that didn't end well for my clothes. He told me that he still loved me no matter what. Honestly, just tell them. If they get upset, they're probably not the right one. This is another one with a great message at the end of it. They get upset, they're probably not the right one. This is one of those truths that, again, comes down to finding a mature partner. Most adults are not going to get upset about something that's not in your control, a medical issue that's just sort of part of who you are. If you find out that it's a person that's going to make fun of you for it, that's their flaw, not yours. That's probably not the kind of person that you wanted to be with to begin with. We have another reply from that same thread. I'm 22 and a girl. In a long-term relationship with my current boyfriend, I've always found it so difficult to share that intimate aspect of my life with somebody else, but he made it really easy. We dated, had sex, slept in the same bed for about eight months before I told him any part of it. I've used very, very sneaky diapers in our overnights, after sex, etc. Maybe he was oblivious, maybe he wasn't, but the topic never once had, come, had to come up. There was just a point where I knew that he loved me and I could trust him to not care. I told him on a car ride to breakfast that he was so incredibly cool about it. He had a few questions, but I think I went into such a long monologue that I covered most of the questions he could have had. A year later, and we're still great. It isn't an issue for us, but we don't talk about it, but it's not taboo either. So another positive outcome. Eight months, though. That's a long time to have used sneaky diapers. Do you think that she managed to keep them secret for eight months and he was actually oblivious? It's a good question. Now I'd like to share a story that comes from the other side of the table. 
this is a story of a wife talking about her husband that has an issue with bedwetting. This story was only recently told in the sub, so you may remember it if you browse on a regular basis. I met my husband 18 years ago. We were both awkward 19-year-olds, but we started dating and soon fell in love. Even months into our relationship, long after we started being intimate, we never spent a whole night together, and I thought it was just him being shy. At that time, I didn't know bedwetting can still be an issue with adults, so even after he soaked the bed after a drunken night when camping, it didn't occur to me that this was anything more than a one-time loss of control. Soon after that incident, we started planning moving together, and it was then that he first told me about his issue with sometimes bedwetting. I was quite shocked, but tried to assure him I was okay with it, although really I wasn't sure. Eventually, we moved together, and it turned out that he wet the bed unpredictably, but not too often. He was also very well prepared, with rubber sheet on the bed, and always doing all the washing himself, so I was fine with it. I noticed it was happening more after our nights out, and under stress, such as before exams at uni. But I tried to steer him away from the former and stand by him doing the latter. Sometimes it was quite hard, but every bedwetting accident left him totally devastated. Sometimes so much so that he just went away on his bike for the day, leaving me worried sick that he might do something to himself. On those occasions, there was no way whatsoever for me to cheer him up, so I learned it was best to just let him pass. It's been a while since then. I finished studying, got our jobs, moved to our own apartment, and got married. We talked a lot about bedwetting during this time. We learned a lot from each other and from reading about it. It hasn't gone away, it still happens from time to time, but if I look back, we've both come so much further with our accepting it, not letting it get in our way of doing things we love. After the time together, we have become true partners. He always was and still is the smartest, most loving, and most adored man in my life. She goes on to say that the sub asked for anybody to share their story, and that she did this so that people would be able to understand that even if they have dark thoughts about their bedwetting, that they can still find a truly loving partner. If you want to talk about your experiences dating with diapers or incontinence, you can come by the Adult Bedwetting subreddit, www.reddit.com slash r slash adultbedwetting, and write a post. We'd all love to hear from you. If you want to get in contact with me specifically, you can come to Reddit and find me. Username is you slash adultenuretic, or you can email me adultenuretic at gmail.com. So signing off, this is Adult Enuretic saying have a good night and a dry morning.